Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 4, Chapter 17, on burning love and eager longing to receive Christ. The learner, you and I. With all my devotion, Lord, with burning love, with all the fervent longing of my heart, I desire to receive you. As many saints and devout folk have longed to receive you in communion, people who were especially pleasing to you because their lives were holy, people in whom the fire of devotion blazed the highest. O my God, my everlasting love, my all-embracing good, my bliss without end, with irresistible longing I desire to receive you, with the fittest reverence that ever any saint had or could feel. Unworthy though I am to have such feelings of devotion as theirs, I offer you nonetheless my heart's whole love, as if I alone were filled by all those fiery longings of theirs for which I yearn so much. Nevertheless, whatever a devout soul can imagine or desire, that do I offer you, that do I make you a gift of, with the deepest reverence, the love of my inmost self. Nothing do I choose to keep back for myself, but freely and with my whole heart, I make an offering to you of myself and all that is mine. O Lord, my God, my creator, my redeemer, I desire to receive you this day with with praise and honor, with that thankfulness, fitness, and love, with that faith, hope, and purity with which your most holy mother, the glorious Virgin Mary, desired and received you, when the angel brought her the glad news of the mystery of the incarnation. And she in lowly reverence replied, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. Of old that blessed forerunner of yours, John the Baptist, highest among the saints, filled with gladness at your presence, leaped for joy of the Holy Spirit while still in the shelter of his mother's womb. In after years, when he saw Jesus walking among men in utter abasement, he said with loving devotion, the bridegroom's friend who stands by and listens to him, rejoices too, rejoices at hearing the bridegroom's voice. So it is with me. I long to be a fire with great and holy desires and with all my heart to offer you myself. It is for this reason that I offer and lay before you the worship you receive from all devout hearts, their outbursts of joyous praise, their burning affection, their ecstasies, their spiritual insight, their heavenly visions. To these I add all the virtues, all the praises that ever have been or will be offered to you in heaven or upon earth. I offer them for myself and for all for whom I have asked, I have been asked to pray that you may be given by all men that praise which is your due and glory that has no end. 
O Lord my God, accept these my prayers, this my desire, that the praises men give you should have no limit. The times they bless you surpass all reckoning. For these are your lawful due. You whose greatness is such that it outsoars all human speech. So do I pray to you. So do I wish to pray each day, each moment of time. And with loving entreaty, I beg and beseech all spirits in heaven and all your faithful on earth to join with me in giving you the praise and thanksgiving that are yours by right. May all peoples, tribes, and tongues give praise to you. May they extol that holy, that honey-sweet name of yours with cries of joyful praise and burning devotion. And may all who worshipfully and devoutly celebrate this great sacrament of yours and receive it with unfailing faith deserve to find grace and mercy at your hands. And may they, by their entreaties, win your pardon for me and my sins. And when they have gained the devotion they hoped for, gained that union with yourself, which is to bring them joy, and greatly consoled and wonderfully refreshed, have left your sacred, your heavenly table. May they, in kindness, remember me and my poverty. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, my guardians dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice in this final section of chapter 17, that Thomas Akempis sees himself as connected to all peoples, tribes, and tongues. And what is it that he keeps speaking about? Praise. And what is praise? Well, praise is using words to honor God. When we honor God with our words, that's called praise. Well, what is honor? It means recognizing his greatness, acknowledging his greatness, his excellence. And so to have the gift of praise is to use our words in acknowledgement of God's greatness. And what's thanksgiving? Well, thanksgiving is recognizing and acknowledging that he's done something for us. But praise is more disinterested. Praise refers to God's greatness, yes, and what he's done, what he can do, but in himself, there's something even more selfless about praise. And so Thomas Kempis is asking in this chapter, he's praying 
for the gift of being able to praise God and to thank him. Why? Because he says it's by right owed to God. Given who God is, given his greatness, given his perfection, given the glory of what it means to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the free gift that he has made to us, his infinite goodness, his perfect life. He deserves our praise for who he is. And because he's done so much for us, saving us from our sins, saving us from the devil, opening heaven to us, delivering us from the consequences, the punishment due to our sins, delivering us from the meaninglessness of our life. All of this, we owe him thanks. We owe him thanks for creating us from the beginning, for forgiving us, for applying what he's won for us on the cross through the sacraments. Even after we've lost his grace, he continues to call us back to himself. We owe him thanks for the friends he's given us, the faith he's given us, the hope he's given us. We owe him thanks for all the prayers that we've been able to offer. We thank him for the gift of life. And all of this we have to ask for. All of this can be ours. How? If we receive the Eucharist. Why? Because the Eucharist unites us to the very person of Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And there's one person on earth, one man, who has given the perfect praise to God, who has given the perfect thanksgiving, and that's Jesus Christ. You and I are poor. It's true. We are poor in the ability to praise. We're poor in the ability to give thanks. But Christ is not poor. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.